And today, only one more day to qualify for the trip to Vegas. So let's qualify you right now. 509-441-0999. Caller 7. It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. Men sets out to mow lawns in 50 states just for the fun of it. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. All right, Kevin. I do want to start the news with a report on the wild success of the groundhog breakfast dog. Yes, sir. Because if we're going to make this thing famous, we got to continue to make sure people know they need to try. Uh, Basically, you know, breakfast sausage and gravy Mm -hmm. inside a taco, not a taco, a pancake folded up. Like a hot dog bun, and you eat it. Groundhog breakfast dog. Amazing. It was wonderful. We highly recommend it for everybody so that this becomes an annual tradition. Yep. Groundhog breakfast dog every year on Groundhog's Day. Got to have a food to make it a real holiday. Done there. There it is. We've got it. Also, Kevin, I would like to put a bow on the the keeping of the tickets. We had an email yes. that asked about, you know, do you guys keep your ticket stubs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think the winner is Virginia. Kept my ticket stubs since I saw the Beatles in Baltimore in 1964. Wow. Does she have all of her ticket stubs since then? I or don't just that know. the Beatles but one? I mean, even either way, that impressive. one? Hello. Yeah. 1964, hanging on to those. Man. Amazing. It would be fun to go back and look at our little scrapbook, Jay, that we have. Because it sounds like you have the same thing that I have. It's like a book that had pictures and. You know, the backstage pass thing. And the, right. Yeah, I have a scrapbook of that, but I would love to go back and see what ticket stubs are in there. Man, that would be cool. Probably some great ones. I bet, From yeah. the 90s. I, I mean, probably some good shows. Garth, I got to imagine, is in there. Probably. Time to go find them and start carrying them around with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quickest way to lose it or ruin it, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. The yeah. hat band works great. That's a great idea. So kudos to everybody who's been... Pulling that off, because that's impressive. Uh, well, now we go to this. There's a new study out about Gen Zers, which are those young kids, like 25 and younger. Okay. 26 and younger. I think 26 and younger. And then millennials are the 26 to like 41 or 42. Slim, you're still a millennial, right? I am barely in the millennial okay. range. Just barely got there. You okay. were right there, not quite into the Gen X, but the... Late millennials. Yeah, Gen Z, 11 to 26, current range of millennials, 27 to 42. Now, you're not going to uh, know all all these things may not apply to you, but there's a new study out that's saying that adulting, as they like to call it, the, the younger generation, is hard. They Most 65% claim they are suffering from burnout because of the adult responsibilities on their plates. And I don't think that's just a Gen Z and millennial thing. <laughs> As a Gen Xer, there's times I think adulting has got me burnt out where I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just not do any of this stuff today. But here are the things that they are saying that they don't do well for these new generations. Hold on a second. Let me get my get off my lawn coat on so I could talk about how soft the generation is. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm ready now. This one is... Crazy. 30% of millennials say they don't know how to change a diaper. Oh, come on, man. 
Which the younger generation, I guess, maybe a little bit. Slim, you do not fall into that category. You're a dang good diaper changer. Good at it now. I'm good at it now. I think I could have figured it out too before having kids. I, I, it's not, it's not really difficult. Yeah. Fifty percent say they do not know how to tie a tie. Okay, that's tough. I have to Google it. Get on and get a YouTube video or something. I have to, yeah, Yeah. to look online. Yeah. I think I could figure it out. I think I've done it enough. I could figure it out. I do it well. Not hopefully not very often because I always seems like it's a bad reason, but. I feel like once you know that, it's the riding the bike thing. You might not be great at it, but you, right. once you got it, you got it. It does kind of just, yeah. you don't forget how to do it. Uh, 63% say they do not know how to change the oil in their car. Well, that I get. Why I would no you? Clue. I mean, there's, it's really not now, super cost effective if you have to try to figure a way to dispose of it. You only do it a while. Yeah, it's, well, of course. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't a, know. In the old days when you poured it in your garden, I don't think you're supposed to do that. So, yeah. Not, they definitely <laughs> frown on that now. I mean, literally, there was people that did that when I was growing up. Yeah. Change every, the oil, pour it out in the field somewhere. And yeah, they were don't also do that. so much easier to get to back in the day. Sure. Like, I always changed my own oil. So did I, yeah. Because it was just so easy to do. And now, it's just so much harder. And when you just can get it done so fast and yeah. easy. It, it's silly to get your oil changed. Uh, however, 48% said they don't know how to change a tire, and 45% don't know how to jump start a car. I love the guys wow. who sit there and whine and say, nobody here wants to get a job. All these kids don't want to get a job. Mm-hmm. You and were then listening you to my conversation your, last night? And then you go <laughs> get your oil changed, and they're like, I can't believe you changed your own oil, and you went to that kid who got a job to change your oil. <laughs> Pick a side, bro. <laughs> Yeah, pick, pick a side. side you can't. Bro. You want to complain about everything. That's you, great. You can't, you're, you can't be right about all, all both those things. That's awesome. You need to change your own oil, but the kid who got a job needs to wait. Wait. What? <laughs> I will defend the millennials and the Gen Zers on the fact that you know it's just easier to say you don't know how to change a tire than to do it. Than to do it. Uh, yeah. So I, that's that's not a. I'd bad. probably just have to get a new car. Just You're like, well, that's broke. Leave it on the side of the yeah, road. It's yeah. got a flat tire. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Did you change a tire? What does and that mean? The one that I find to be an absolute lie: 17% of Gen Zers. This is the 26 and younger. Say they don't know how to write a check. Um, I hope it's a hundred percent. Well, I. What's the how age again? Know, 26 and younger. It blows oh, my mind. I don't know how to write still a, take checks. Like, how would a 26-year-old, why would they know how to write a I check? I have three adults that are under the age of 26. I can guarantee you that none of them have a checkbook. Right. I understand that's crazy to think about. If you're over the age of 35, maybe over the age of 40, but, man, that's... I don't know. If one of your kids' friends owned a checkbook, they would be... It would, it would, they would have bought it at maybe... Pack Sun as a gag gift. I don't yeah, even like, know. If, I don't even know if the last time I wrote a check. I don't have any idea. Like my I'm, older son would know how to write a check, but it's because he had a business that he wrote. Yeah, checks. That's, that makes that sense. That is the only yeah, reason. Yeah. But I can't imagine. Yeah, why else would it surprises me that only seventeen percent that they said they didn't know how to write a check. I'll ask my uh, children. I'll text them real quick and find out if they know how. They might know how because they might have learned in school. School, maybe I don't know that I've ever taught them because you know they didn't have any money. So, <laughs> yeah, it just—it's a weird one. It's something they don't really need to know, and you won't need to know it 
And this every parent will understand. You won't need to know it until you have to pay for the school pictures. <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Come visit your neighbors. We're waiting for you. Your neighbors in Spokane. Kevin James. Spokane. You love it here. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. It's the final story of the day. Hip, 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 Valentine's Day is around the corner. What are we, 12 days away? Yeah. Holy cow. Well, it's not too late. You might be able to find love if you are looking for love before... The big Valentine's Day. If you want to have some sweetheart conversation candies coming your way, there's good news. According to Men's Health, where they asked nearly 1,000 women where they'd be most receptive to a a man's advances, where a man wants to come up and say, hey, I'm interested in you. And the number one answer was... A friend's party. So if you're at a party at a friend's house, you have oh. mutual friends, you're at a house together sure. like a Super Bowl party. If you have a Super Bowl party that you're going to, they say that is the place where a woman will be most receptive to you coming up and, and talking to her and uh, asking her out. So the number one place is at a, a, a friend's party. I'm just going to call it a Super Bowl party because let's put this thing together. Yeah. You Super Bowl is on the twelfth, February twelfth. Yes, yeah, that worked out great. You get two days before Valentine's Day. You you meet somebody at the Super Bowl party. You buy them a little gift. There you go. I mean, it makes sense because you already have a friend in common. So you figure like, well, we already have certain things in common. And if they like Slim, and I'm at Slim's house, and I like Slim, we're like, well, he's a friend of Slim. Must be all right. Kind of vouch for him. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense for a. Super Bowl party to be the place. There was another story I wanted to share with you about the Super Bowl. I know uh, it was posted on our Facebook page yesterday. The cost of a 30-second Super Bowl ad. Mm. This is pretty good because it was from 1967 to current times. Do you, did you see what the price was for an ad this oh, year? Oh, no, for 30 I have seconds? not. Uh-uh. $7 million. It's good cost. $7 million. <laughs> For a 30-second commercial. Yikes. In 1967, if you wanted to advertise during the Super Bowl for 30 seconds, it would have cost you $42,000. Which still seems like a ton in 1967. It does. Because like a new car was like 2000 right? Right. But the commercial, they say they've it does not hold steady with the, you know, cost of inflation. It's everything. gotten a lot more expensive now just because the Super Bowl has so much popularity with the commercials. Like they've just become a different beast in the fact that people watch them online for weeks before and all that. Right. You get a lot more out of your Super Bowl ads than you used to in 1967 where they ran, you know, one time on the old boob tube and that was it. So Tom Brady, if he signs his new deal with Fox where he gets $35 million no, $37 million a year. Is that what they're talking about? For 10 years. He could afford five and a half ads? He could run, run five ads, yeah. That's a Two good and way and a half minutes of content about Two. kissing your son. Right. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, that's not very much. Two and a half minutes is not very much for an, for an entire year salary. No, no, it's I don't not. Think that's a, I don't think that's a good. That's million. about how much I work. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Jay, Kevin, and Slim in the morning. The big 99.9 Coyote Country. You did say a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to exaggerate everything today. I mean, wow. Holy cow. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Welcome to the Kevin James Profile. Here's how Kevin describes himself. Kevin James. Aromatic. Very distinct. Leathery. Rich. Slightly fruity. In a non-traditional sense. Pairs well with whiskey. The Jay and Kevin Show. On the big 99.9 Coyote Country. Beat the show. It's time to beat the show. Beat the show. It's time to beat the show. Hey! Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Step right up, it's time to beat the show. What? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Who? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Where? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Step right up, it's time to beat the show. It is, so let's play. Beat the show brought to you by Dutch Bros. $15 gift card to end of the 11 Spokane area Dutch Bros. At stake for you. Carlene! Hey. What's up, girl? Not a whole lot. Just going to work. Going to work. Get it done. All right, well. Carlina, what's up, girl? What's up, girl? (laughs) Yeah, mix it up a little, Kevin. Uh, Carlene, let's go ahead and see if you can get some Dutch Bros here and uh, get a victory on Groundhog Day trivia. Who do you think you'd like to challenge today, me or Kevin? Uh, Kevin. Oh, Kev. Adios, amigo. Yeah, this is always an interesting category because who knows where he'll go. Right. So peace out, groundhog dog. So today, as Kevin <laughs> leaves, the groundhog is a type of rodent we celebrate. Yes. Rodents. Today, on a day we celebrate a rodent. <laughs> Thank you. We celebrate rodents today on a day we celebrate rodents. Uh, Carlene, best of luck. 60 seconds on the clock. We will start the clock after I finish the first question and uh, we'll you can pass on as many as you'd like to we'll get back to the ones you pass on if time allows all right what disney movies villain is a rodent named radigan uh i'm gonna go with ratatouille how how are morty and ferdy related to mickey mouse they are his nephews what word can be used as the name for a specific rodent or for someone that runs errands for their work uh pass what are the names of the two other chipmunks in a band with Alvin? Simon and Theodore. What was the name of Beaver Cleaver's older brother? Oh, shoot. Pass. Cheeks from Wild Kratz, Rhino from Bolt, and Snowball from Pinky and the Brain are all kinds of what rodent? Uh, hedgehog. What term that is commonly used as a metaphor for a test subject is also a type of rodent? Labrat. What word can either be used for a specific rodent or for someone that runs errands for their work? Oh, um, I have no idea. What was the name of Beaver Cleaver's older brother? Uh, I can't think of it. Okay, Sorry. okay. Oh, you're fine, Carlene. You're fine. That's right. Hang on. Kevin! Hang on. All right, Kevin's going to hear this. If we scene. were a team, we would have got seven. If you and Kevin were a team? No, me and Carlene. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got the okay. Carlene and I. Okay. Yeah, it would have been it would have been great. Uh, but that's you know what? That's not how it goes. So let's see how Kevin does. Kevin, you good? She did pretty bad, huh? Nope. No, she did great, but I'm just saying. 
All right, here we go, Kev. 60 seconds, same seven questions. Kevin, what Disney movies... Oh, yeah, we celebrate uh, the fact that the groundhog is a rodent, so we celebrate rodents. On this day, we celebrate a rodent. What Disney movie's villain is a rodent named Radigan? Ratatouille? How are Morty and Ferdy related to Mickey Mouse? I, They're cousins. What word can either be used as the name for a specific rodent or for someone that runs errands for their work? Oh, uh, well, wait. No, pass. What are, what are the names of the other two chipmunks in a band with Alvin? Uh, Simon and Theodore. What was the name of Beaver Cleaver's older brother? Wally. Cheeks from Wildcrats, Rhino from Bolt, and Snowball from Pinky and the Brain are all kinds of what rodent? Mouse? What term that is commonly used as a metaphor for a test subject is also a type of rodent? Uh, lab rat. What word can oh, either be pig. used... My, guinea pig. Nice change. What word can either be used as an... Uh, okay, we didn't get back to that. This going to make me change. so you mad. Lab rat. I, I looked at your was, face and you were like, well, I know that's wrong. And I'm thinking, I can't believe you missed that one. Yeah, uh, a good rally there. Yeah. So I mean, that question that I missed is one... I love those kind of questions. And it's just silly. I couldn't get it. The the specific rodent or a person that runs errands for their work? Yes. Do you know what it is now? No. It's a gopher, it's a bro. Gopher. Go- gosh. Oh, a gopher. And I knew it's I was going to love it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I love those kind of yeah. questions. Those are I, I love those. It's hard it. when the clock's ticking. Yeah. Those are very fun if they're on a piece of paper and you have a little bit of time. They're tough when the clock is ticking. They're All great I had when in you my get them. Was, yeah. was mole. Yeah. And then I started doing the whole Austin Powers <laughs> mole. 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 What Disney <laughs> movie's villain is a rodent named Radigan? You both said Ratatouille. That is the great mouse detective. Yeah. The great mouse detective. The greatest Disney movie of them all. My daughter is named after a mouse in your face. How are Morty and Ferdy related? That's a good point. How are Morty and Ferdy related to Mickey Mouse? Nicely done by Carlene. They are his nephews. They are his nephews. She has a 1-0 lead. Gopher was the word we were looking for. Someone who runs errands for their work. Also a gopher type of rodent. You knew Simon and Theodore. Both of you knew Simon and Theodore are in that band there with Alvin. Alvin, Simon, Theodore. They're the chipmunks. It is two to one, Carlene. Kevin would tie it up here. Beaver Cleaver's older brother is Wally. Wally. Wally Cleaver, two to two. Do you know the names of the mom and dad boys? Now, Warden June. Nicely mm-hmm. done. Two to two. Jay, I'll give you some bonus points. Thank so you. you have like six to two. Wow. To two. Wow. Cheeks from Wildcrats. <laughs> Rhino from Bolt, Snowball from Prinky and the Brain are all hamsters. They're all hamsters. hamsters. Dang it. Yeah, doggone it. <laughs> doggone like, it. <laughs> there was like three more, and I thought, this question is getting way too long. I, mean, <laughs> I just list a minute's worth of hamsters. Two to, uh, three to two, Kevin in the lead. And wait. Yeah, no, two to two. Two, two, to, two. two. two to two. Two to two, Kevin two. not Kevin in the lead. Kevin in the tie. He would win three to two. Yeah. Spoiler. What term is that is commonly used as a Spoiler. metaphor for a test subject is also a type of rodent. You both said lab rat. And then Kevin changed it when he realized it's not a lab rat. Lab rat's not a type of rodent, but well, a guinea pig is. I mean, it's... It's not a net technical. I mean, a it's is. not a technical, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not... He's a rodent, it's just not the right rodent. Yeah, a rat yeah, yeah. is... A rat is definitely... But you're not... You know, test subject's not a rat. It's a guinea pig, guys. Yeah. 
It's a guinea pig, Kevin. You're going to sneak away with a three to two rodent win today. Oh wow! Well, rat, okay. rat. You lose, uh, Carlene. You win. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You actually, Carlene, you win. Seriously, you win. I mean, that was a terrible. great joke, Kevin. That was, <laughs> was a great was joke. Deserved. Way to just throw yeah, your victory you into lose. the fire at that, that point. Was funny. Rats, uh, Carlene. Congratulations. Let us get you fifteen dollars to Dutch Bros. Thanks for playing on Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Thanks. Absolutely. So well, thank Kevin you know for the dumb Somebody joke. I don't give a rat's bottom about winning Whoa. that. You know what, Kevin? You also win today, and I'm going to figure out a way that you and I can split this. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Hello, everyone. Kevin James. Tomorrow's game will be the meeting between the two, beating both first. <sighs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. It's the Jay and Kevin Show stat of the day. Groundhog stat of the day brought to you by Zero Res. I actually need to look at this. I haven't I haven't gone back and looked at the predictions of old Punxsutawney Phil oh, over the years. To determine his accuracy, you mean? Yeah, I mean, just to see where we're at right now. And maybe not even accuracy, just where have we been at? Because he predicted today we've got six more weeks. Mm-hmm. Last year, six more weeks. 2021... Six more weeks. In the last three years, it's been six more weeks. And then he had, before that, a couple years of early spring. I would love to know, though, how he's doing in terms of his predictions. Yeah. I, wish that, I wish someone had given us a a results, an end results on this. I know that that changes throughout the you know course of, or throughout America. But maybe sure. in Punxsutawney is where it matters. What is his What is his ratio for getting this correct? Right, locally. Boy, that'd be hard to. Yeah, you'd have to do some real work on that. Let's see here. Because his overall God, record. The guy who who doesn't read the scroll, but uh, but is super excited to be near the guy who reads the scroll, looks exactly like Zach Brown. In one in some of the oh, stuff really? today, really? yeah, it looks like Zach Brown. That's great. I actually thought Zach Brown was there as a celebrity guest. Friend of which Phil. would be cool. They should have celebrities there. Well, yeah, and he, he would he would fit that. Don't you feel like he would be the guy who'd volunteer? Yeah, I'll go there. I want to go there. That's awesome. According to records dating back to 1887, Phil has predicted winter more than 100 times. Ten years were lost because no records were kept. Mm. Oh wow! So that is, I mean, it's he's predicted winter a lot, a lot more than he hasn't. But, Which is pretty easy on the second day of February. Yeah, it's not. I mean, <laughs> not super duper. Jack Ferris, he, he his prediction that he made on the show today. Our good friend Jack Ferris, former KXLY four TV guy. Right now he's down in the Bay Area. I don't know what he does. He just he just travels. He was he just travels everywhere. He's just in Hawaii and now he's back. I don't know what he does. Hmm. But he predicted that Julian Strother of the Gonzaga Bulldogs will not have five three point five three pointers in the game against St. Mary's on Saturday. But if he does, then he will get it. Jack Ferris will get his ears pierced. His ears pierced. Right. If he gets thirty points in the game, Jack will get his nose pierced. If he gets thirty points and five three pointers, Jack will put a chain from his earring to his nose ring. Yeah. Huh. This is all. Now these are all predictions that I like because Phil just yeah. comes out and makes a prediction and then just goes back into his in his hibernation. He nothing is wrong if Phil gets it wrong. Right. Like think about a Phil. And I, I would never cheer for this, but think about if Phil had to come out and make the prediction, but get it right. And if he didn't get it right, six weeks from now, we would have, you know, a little groundhog stew. 
Oh, I was going to go lose a paw, but you've gone all in. I, I went see. all in, yeah. and I don't. I would never hope for that. I would no, never no, cheer no, for that. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just no. thinking that could be something. You know, I don't know if groundhogs can the get their ears punishment. pierced. Yeah, I don't know if what that. I kind of wish we could do that with Jack Stew. Yeah, Jack Stew. I don't know if that would, that would be, be very tasty, but I just yeah. don't like how he doesn't like his own Gonzaga Bulldogs, and so I feel like he kind of deserves more than just his ear pierced. Because you know he wants that. He secretly, if you make a bet where you're going to get your ears pierced, it only means secretly you want that. Seems like it, especially when you're that bet. It could go either way. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you would say he's going to make seven because you know that's probably not attainable. You know, there's yeah, just no just way. How negative he's been. I think he really, in his big uh, arrogant Jack mind, thinks Ooh. that uh, there is no chance of it happening. Yeah, he probably does think that. Kevin. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Leah the Aardvark at the New Orleans Zoo. Does today, Leah predict the weather too? Uh, she did. Yeah. She stuck her nose into the termite mound labeled spring. Oh. So, according oh. to Leah, wow, uh, spring is on the way. You guys, Jeff is joining the program now. He is actually going to go down to Moraga for the St. Mary's Gonzaga game on Ooh. Saturday. What? Hey, Jeff. Hey, boys. Would you be willing to make a sign that says five threes for earrings or something like that? 100% I am so down. Like five threes <laughs> equals two earrings, right? Like something yeah, where five threes equals that's going to get on earrings. TV too. Yeah. And then it'll be our little fun oh, little yeah. joke. You know, you might have to sneak yeah. the sign in because I'm sure they're really ridiculous with all that stuff. But, you but can that then, doesn't mean anything, right? It doesn't. It's not it, rude. It doesn't say any bad words. No, and, no, you know, no. it doesn't say anything like my favorite rodent is Punxsutawney Phil. My second favorite rodent is the coach of St. Mary's. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, which which rat do you like more, Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil or Randy Bennett? If you made that sign, they that, might not that, yeah. let you yeah. in. That's not going to work. But no. but they might let you in with five threes equals two earrings. Right. Yes, let's do it. Where are your seats going to be at? Do you know? Uh, well, I think I'm one second. Give me two seconds. Yeah, I mean, what? one second. Give you two seconds. You're asking for three seconds. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm not going to give you three seconds, seconds, Jeff. My God. Section CC, row 11. That seems like it's going to be good. Well, yeah, you, seems, let, row 11 right, is right, going to be fantastic. Row 11 in a gym that fits like 16 people. That's going to be <laughs> really good. You're going to be on TV. This Okay, we got to get this. This will be great. Here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, Jeff, thank you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate right. it. Yep, yeah. We'll see you. Also, it was so fun for the that. longest time to just mock Randy Bennett a little bit because he was just seemed kind of arrogant, mm-hmm. the coach of St. Mary's. I feel like in the last couple of years, he's been awesome and his interviews are awesome. And no. I really hate it that I'm starting to love him. Not love him, but I'm starting to yeah. the lose that. You kind of respect him a little. At least yeah. they're understanding him more. I just Coach, saw, Coach View has said great things about him. So once right. that happens, once Coach View has your I'm back, with you. I, we're, we, we're not going to deny that because Fuey's the best. So it's just a bummer. We need a new villain. I saw that he is approaching his 500th career win, and I believe it was the slipper still fit says, God, it pains me to say this, but that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Even the rat gets the cheese. Yes. He's at 4.5.